This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Have you seen Ontario's new license plates? And if you have, were you able to make out what they show at night? Ontario drivers are already weighing in and criticizing that new design. Remember the one they released with huge fanfare, says Ontario, a place to grow. Uh, Well, it turns out that they are very hard to read under certain light conditions. Want to hear from you. What do you think of that? Is this something, perhaps another thing, that maybe the government rushed through too quickly? Uh, There is one cop, a Sergeant Steve Koopman, on social media, wondering if the government actually checked with police before going ahead with this design. They say they have. Anyway, what do you think? 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. And now I'm joined by former police officer and former city councillor and businessman John Burnside. Hi, John. Hey, Libby. Thanks for having me. Thanks, thanks for coming on. I mean, this is a problem if you can't read the numbers on a plate. Yeah, it is. I found I found it a little bit funny that the uh, 407 cameras had no issue uh, reading the plate, so they obviously consulted with them. I mean, can can one? Uh, look at every light conditioning and and uh, make sure that it's visible in all, under all circumstances. Not necessarily. I think the biggest problem the government has on this is that they, as opposite as an opposition, they were so critical of the Liberal government, and you know they were going to take care of the taxpayers' money. They were going to make all the right decisions, and you know we've seen you know whether it's Boeing with the 737 Max or there are a lot of other examples where things are products are recalled. They do all the testing. Something gets overlooked, and and then uh, here we are. But it, it almost seems obvious that uh, that a dark lettering on a light background is easier to see than light lettering on a bright background. Am, am I wrong about that? You're probably actually being too kind. Oh. It doesn't seem obvious. It, it it actually is obvious. That <laughs> that's the problem. I'm I'm having I'm having a problem reconciling that issue. Obviously, dark lettering on a light background is so much easier to see. So, where was that disconnect? What I'd like to know is. Was it a consultant that, that did the test? Did you know who who did the test and under what conditions were these tests done? Uh, that said, if they if they uh, get it early in the process, which they are now, it'll probably be fairly minimal losses. I think last year they had to recall one hundred and forty five thousand plates because of other production issues that were the old style. Uh, well, you know they what? get they get worn out. Yeah, I think they had some production yeah. issues and, and they were peeling off and whatnot. I think what drives me crazier, though, Libby, is that I see so many plates out there that are rusted, and that doesn't happen overnight, and you can't read them. They're illegible. You see so many plates with covers on them that are so dark, and I'm looking at one across the street right now, uh, and that black Ford Bronco, you can't read the front plate. And, uh, and then people have bikes in front of their plates. They're transporting this, that, and the other thing, and there seems to be no real concern. 
concern. So that's probably a bigger concern to me is just the fact that there's so many plates out there that you can't see now. Okay, I'm just uh, looking up how much was spent on this. Now, the design was $600,000. I don't know how much the production of those plates are, but, uh, you know, I mean, okay, it's it's not the biggest waste of money you find in government, but... It's a pretty simple plate. You know, it, it's, I guess, snazzy looking, but $600,000 for that design, you would think you would have some sort of... Uh, uh, money back guarantee in terms of being able to to read it under all conditions. And I mean, let let's just go over what is at stake here. I mean, you know, we keep encouraging people to call in license plates if they see erratic driving, uh, drunk driving, distracted driving, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and and you know, there are, you know police need that you you tell me what police need license plates for well absolutely and i you know the question is who was doing the testing and who were like who were the actual people were they 20 year olds that had 2020 vision you know the average we're person both sitting here with our readers with our gla- on. well yes. that's kind of my point and yeah. you know at night it's very difficult i find it very difficult now to see lines on the road and those sorts of things so the question is yeah okay they did the testing but you know, if I'm sure the median driving age is north of 40 these days. And so were those the people that they were, and those are probably the most likely people to uh, report incidents and accidents and, and whatnot. Um, absolutely. We want people, the police encourage people to, to, uh, to call in, but I still come back to the fact that I just see so many examples of plates that are illegible now or unreadable, I should say, right now. And that's the old style. And that's just a lack of enforcement. Okay. So what do we, I mean, lack of enforcement, can any of those cameras that are being rigged up, will they be able to catch that? Well, that's even worse because now you have these, uh, these speed cameras and red light cameras. And if you can't read the plate and that's, I think there's an incentive for people not to keep their plates in good working order because if you can't read them, you can't, uh, you can't get a ticket. Uh, but as I say, back to my original point of how the, how the government was very sure that the 407 cameras could, could read the plates. So uh, that, that's a little bit odd. Uh, I mean, they have better technology because they collect a lot more money. Is that it? Well, I'd, probably they were just consulted uh, a little more uh, than the, you know, than the other t- doing the other tests. They wanted to make sure that those cameras and hopefully uh, speed cameras and whatnot were uh, able to actually pick up the plate. And, and just in terms of the, the political fallout from this, how do you see that? I mean, you know, people are, it's not funny, but people are laughing about it. And I, I can't imagine that's really good for the government. Yeah. And I mean, I think back to my earlier point, like this is more of a, a drip drip situation. I don't think it's fatal on any level. Uh, the problem is, isn't so much that this has happened as a, a given you examples of numerous issues where companies have had to make recalls. In fact, people die because of things weren't properly tested and whatnot. The problem is when, and every party is actually susceptible to this, is that they tout themselves as the as being great business people, knowing how to do things right, making sure taxpayers' funds aren't wasted. And then this is a little bit of a uh, a knock in the armor. And if you and if you string enough of these together, I think that's when you're going to have problems. Okay, yeah. And oh, they when when they came up with this, 
They said that there could be up to $4 million in savings by changing the manufacturing and going to a universal license plate size versus the specialty size currently being used in Ontario. Huh. Yeah, not exactly as advertised, I guess. But we'll see. I mean, this is early in the process. And as I say, I I think the plates were just unveiled or not unveiled, but just uh, started to get distributed in early February, certainly in 2020. So they have enough time to recover. But certainly it doesn't it doesn't look great for for a government who's really the backbone of their messages, uh, protecting taxpayers money. Yeah, it it doesn't. I mean, uh, part of what they said for everything was, hey, people, you know, we're going to find, don't you think we can find four cents on the dollar? Couldn't you find four cents on the dollar? And everything that comes up, they seem to be saying, actually, we're spending more than the last government and and they're getting a lot of uh, flack. Absolutely. I mean, as I say, this is sort of little bit of a Groundhog Day issue, you know, um, it's over and over. And when, when a party's in opposition, and this isn't to pick on any specific party, but when a party's in opposition, they know how to do things correctly. And then when they get into government, it's obviously a little uh, bit more difficult. Okay. Uh, let's take a call from George in Toronto. Hi, George. Uh, three goals in 91 seconds, license plates you can't read, decals that don't stick. You can't take these things seriously. This government will last for two years and no more. Thank you for taking my call. Okay, you're welcome. Well, that was an uplifting call. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anything to add on this? Well, I mean, the thing is, back to, you know, your, uh, your panel discussion, I think the license plates is probably fairly inconsequential. The bigger issue will be the the uh, teacher strike and how that unfolds. Okay, and we will see all about it. John Burnside, thanks so much for being with us. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.